Jason here with Zion ID. Uh, today we're talking about faith in Jesus Christ. First principle of the gospel. I'll start by quoting from Gospel Tools. It says, The Apostle Paul taught that faith is the substance or assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Alma made a similar statement. If ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. Faith is a principle of action and power. Whenever we work toward a worthy goal, we exercise faith. We show our hope for something that we cannot yet see. Well, in order for faith to lead to salvation, it must be centered in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can exercise faith in Christ when we have an assurance that He exists, a correct idea of His character, and a knowledge that we are striving to live according to His will. Having faith in Jesus Christ means relying completely on Him, trusting in His infinite power, intelligence, and love. It includes believing His teachings. It means believing that even though we do not understand all things, He does. Because Jesus has experienced all our pains, afflictions, and infirmities, he knows how to help us rise above our daily difficulties. He has overcome the world and prepared the way for us to receive eternal life. He is always ready to help us as we remember his plea, Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not. Fear not. Faith is a gift from God, but we must nurture our faith to keep it strong. Faith is like a muscle. If exercised, it grows strong. If left immobile, it becomes weak. Well, in today's podcast, I want to give sort of a faith forecast. Um, It's important to understand what it is um, that we have faith in for a couple of reasons. First, so that you don't lose your way when difficult circumstances arise. Um, We can know what Jesus' plan is uh, leading up to the second coming. It's not a secret. Uh, We know that many of these events leading up to the second coming are going to produce calamity unto repentance. Um, You don't want to lose your way in the midst of the trials to come. Faith reaffirms to each of us that we can do hard things. We know that hard things will come to all of us. The second reason why it's important to understand what it is um, that we have faith in is so that we can exercise our faith as a gift of God in sync with his purposes. Russell M. Nelson has made it very clear that we cannot survive spiritually in the last days without the gift of revelation, right? Without faith in Jesus. Otherwise, our hearts will wax cold and fail us in the midst of tribulation. Well, I'm one, and I think we all are, who likes to know what I'm in for. You know, I like, I like to have an idea of where I'm headed. And obviously, the words of prophets help us to see the path ahead. Um, turn to Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verses 23 and 24. And it describes the very reason for the second coming of Jesus. It says, um, And prepare for the revelation which is to come. When the veil of the covering of my temple in my tabernacle, which hideth the earth, shall be taken off, and all flesh shall see me together. And every corruptible thing, both of man or of the beasts of the field or of the fowls of the heaven or of the fish of the sea, that dwells upon all the face of the earth 
shall be consumed, and all things shall become new, that my knowledge and glory may dwell upon all the earth. Um, how will this corruption come to an end? Later on in section 101, the Lord gives a parable. It says in verse 43, And now I will show unto you a parable that you may know my will concerning the redemption of Zion. So we're talking about, you know, the restoration of Zion. This is Zion ID. What a great parable to be well-versed in. He says, A certain nobleman had a spot of land, very choice. And he said unto his servants, Go ye unto my vineyard, even upon this very choice piece of land, and plant twelve olive trees, and set watchmen round about. And build a tower, that one may overlook the, round, the land round about, to be a watchman upon the tower, that mine olive trees may not be broken down when the enemy shall come to spoil and take upon themselves the fruit of my vineyard. Well, something happens as this parable progresses. It says that the servants consulted for a long time, saying among themselves, What need hath my Lord of this tower? seeing that it is a time of peace. Might not this money be given to the exchangers? For there is no need of these things. And while they were at variance one with another, they became very slothful, and they hearkened not unto the commandments of their Lord. Now, when would this happen? This could easily happen in the half hour of silence to usher in the millennium, a time when the Lord and the angels and the world are preparing for his coming. Um, but it is a time of silence. It is a time of peace, which can cause us to become slothful and not hearken unto the commandments of the Lord. Well, I think you can guess what happens. It says, The enemy came by night and broke down the hedge, and the servants of the noblemen arose and were affrighted and fled. And the enemy destroyed their works and broke down the olive trees. Um, was this the end of the vineyard? Thankfully, no. Thankfully, the Lord came back and he gave them one last chance. He said, go straightway into the land of my vineyard and redeem my vineyard, for it is mine. Therefore, get ye straightway into my land, break down the walls of mine enemies, throw down their tower, and scatter their watchmen. And inasmuch as they gather together against you, avenge me of mine enemies, that by and by I may come with the residue of my house and possess the land. And the servant said unto his Lord, When shall these things be? And he said unto his servant, When I will. Go ye straightway and do all things whatsoever I have commanded you. But this shall be the seal and blessing upon you, a faithful and wise steward in the midst of mine house, a ruler in my kingdom. And his servant went straightway and did all things whatsoever his Lord commanded him. And after many days, all things were fulfilled. Well, what are all those things? It says that the enemy of Zion or Babylon... Um, Zion is commanded to go break down the walls of the Lord's enemies, to throw down their tower and scatter their watchmen. There's a pretty famous movie out there uh, produced by Marvel and Disney called The Avengers. The Avengers is a group of, uh, you know, superheroes with their superpowers, and they're able to 
save the the inhabitants of Earth in many ways. I, I don't know how many movies are part of Marvel Universe, um, but I know there's probably three Avengers and there's almost 30 Marvel movies that uh, this generation has grown up watching. Somehow, with all this focus on the Avengers, I don't think many saints have noticed the word in Scripture. Let me read a few for you. Later on in section 101, verse 57, it says... Um, or excuse me, that's the one we just read in section 101. Um, In Numbers 31, verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Afterward thou shalt be gathered unto my people. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 24, it says, Therefore saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, I will ease me of mine adversaries and avenge me of mine enemies. Um, And I will restore thy judges as at the first and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment and her converts with righteousness. You notice that oftentimes when the Lord talks about avenging, it's in relation to the restoration of Zion. In DNC 9722, it says, For behold, and lo, vengeance cometh speedily upon the ungodly as the whirlwind, and who shall escape it? The Lord's scourge shall pass over by night and by day, and the report thereof shall vex all people. Yea, it shall not be stayed until the Lord come. For the indignation of the Lord is kindled against their abominations and all their wicked works. Nevertheless, Zion shall escape if she observe to do all things whatsoever I have commanded her. Um, DNC 103.25, it says, And whomsoever ye curse, I will curse, and ye shall avenge me of mine enemies. And my presence shall be with you even in avenging me of mine enemies unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So the Lord wants to get rid of corruption. That was the first scripture that we read to start this podcast. That's the very purpose of his coming back to earth. He wants to instill a new government as king of kings to get rid of all the corruption, get rid of all the poverty, get rid of all the evil doings and the unsustainable institutions that exist. Well, um, let's read here. In order to bring an end to the fruits of Babylon... Um, Her tree must be shaken and destroyed. Even the very kingdom of the devil must be shaken. According to scripture, this will happen through God's control of nature. Angels will blow their trumpets to unleash natural catastrophes. They will pour out vials of wrath. Through faith, human agents will utilize natural phenomena to curse the evil institutions of Babylon. As a strategy to take down Babylon, faith is a more powerful force than attacking Babylon through her own justice system. Faith is a more powerful force than political means. Faith is a more powerful force than economic forces. Faith links us to the power source of the Almighty. We access God's power through mental exertion, through hope in the unseen, through righteous acts, through prayer, fasting, obedience to covenant. These things enable us to act for righteous causes within the atonement ecosystem. 
Without faith, none of it will come to pass. Our thoughts influence our DNA. Our cells emit waves that are more pure or less pure depending upon virtue. This faith can influence those around us and it can influence our organic natural environment. The coming forth of Zion is foreordained to occur within Earth's atonement ecosystem as created by God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. It's just important to remember that Zion will only come forth by faith. One of the greatest discourses ever given on faith is found in the Book of Mormon, in the Book of Ether, chapter 12. Starting in verse 7, it says, For it was by faith that Christ showed himself unto our fathers, and he had risen from the dead, and he showed not himself unto them until after they had faith in him. Wherefore it must needs be that some had faith in him, for he showed himself not unto the world. Wherefore ye may also have hope and be partakers of the gift, if ye will but have faith. Behold, it was by faith that they of old were called after the holy order of God. Wherefore by faith was the law of Moses given. But in the gift of his Son hath God prepared a more excellent way, and it is by faith that it hath been fulfilled. For if there be no faith among the children of men, God can do no miracle among them. Wherefore he showed not himself until after their faith. Behold, it was the faith of Alma and Amulek that caused the prison to tumble to the earth. Behold, it was the faith of Nephi and Lehi that wrought the change upon the Lamanites, and they were baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. Behold, it was the faith of Ammon and his brethren which wrought so great a miracle among the Lamanites. Yea, and even all they who wrought miracles wrought them by faith, even those who were before Christ and also those who were after. And it was by faith that the three disciples obtained a promise that they should not taste of death, and they obtained not the promise until after their faith. And neither at any time hath any wrought miracles until after their faith. Wherefore they first believed in the Son of God. And there were many whose faith was so exceedingly strong, even before Christ came, who could not be kept from within the veil, but truly saw with their eyes the things which they had beheld with an eye of faith, and they were glad. And behold, we have seen in this record that one of those was the brother of Jared. For so great was his faith in God that when God put forth his finger, he could not hide it from the sight of the brother of Jared because of his word which he had spoken unto him which word he had obtained by faith. And after the brother of Jared had beheld the finger of the Lord because of the promise which the brother of Jared had obtained by faith, the Lord could not withhold anything from his sight. Wherefore he showed him all things, for he could no longer be kept without the veil. For the brother of Jared said unto the mountain Zaron, Remove, and it was removed. And if he had not had faith, it would not have moved. Wherefore, thou workest after men have faith. In the book of Moroni, chapter 7, verse 33, it says, And Christ said, If ye will have faith in me, ye shall have power to do whatsoever thing is expedient in me. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for it is by faith that miracles are wrought, and it is by faith that angels appear and minister unto men. Wherefore, if these things have ceased, woe be unto the children of men.
for it is because of unbelief, and all is vain. In the dispensation of the fullness of times, a fullness of faith is required to bring to pass the second coming of the Messiah. The modern-day Pharisees, Shabbat, are attempting to bring to pass the coming of the Messiah by political and economic control. They're using corruption and manipulation. Well, the saints of Zion will prepare the way for the Lord in a different way. They'll do it by faith. This faith will bring to pass decreation in order to compel repentance and humility. Zion will act in opposition to corruption. Um, Zion's countermeasures against corruption um, are many. Um, And the purpose is to wake up the world to its awful situation, right? That's being wrought by secret combinations. If stock market volatility can't do it, if political leaders won't do it, then the Lord will find other ways to root them out. There will be desolating sickness. A scourge will show what happens um, as you, you know, as you do these things. So in DNC section 45, verse 30, It says, And in that generation shall the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass away until they see an overflowing scourge, for a desolating sickness shall cover the land. Um, Let me see where we want to go from here. In DNC 112, verse 23, concerning that desolating sickness... It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, darkness covereth the earth, and gross darkness the minds of the people, and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, a day of burning, a day of desolation, of weeping, of mourning, and of lamentation. And as a whirlwind it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord." Here's an important part in verse 25, and this is part of the faith forecast to understand where we are headed so that we don't lose our faith when it happens. It says, and upon my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me. And have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. Peter spoke about this. Uh, He agreed with what's written here in Doctrine and Covenants. He said, judgment must begin first in the house of the Lord, and then it will go throughout all of the earth. Um, Other counters that Zion has at their disposal... Um, controls of nature in in um, Doctrine and Covenants section 29 it says there will be no more lies because the lying tongues shall be consumed wherefore I the Lord God will send forth flies upon the face of the earth which shall take hold of the inhabitants thereof and shall eat their flesh and shall cause maggots to come in upon them And their tongues shall be stayed, that they shall not utter against me. And their flesh shall fall from off their bones and their eyes from their sockets. Um, As institutional corruption prevents justice and mercy, earth will fight back. 
It's like Moses in ancient Israel, as recorded in the book of Exodus chapter 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, keep in mind, how do you get the ministering of angels? Through faith. Well, this angel of God removed and went before them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood before them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Moses was the human agent. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. These are the means that the Lord uses to rid his people of corruption. That, this story of Moses, has long been told. Well, in Doctrine and Covenants section 8, the Lord says, Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. Now, behold, this is the spirit of revelation. Behold, this is the spirit by which Moses brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry ground. Therefore, this is thy gift. Apply unto it. And blessed art thou, for it shall deliver you out of the hands of your enemies, when, if it were not so, they would slay you and bring your soul to destruction. Oh, remember these words and keep my commandments. Remember, this is your gift. Through faith, the kingdom of the devil will collapse and be replaced by the kingdom of heaven. It will happen according to the prophecies. In Revelation chapter 11, verse 3, the Lord says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 4 says, But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Jeremiah 5 verse 14 says, Wherefore thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Because ye speak this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire, 
and this people would, and it shall devour them. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 2 says, Declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and conceal not. Say Babylon is taken. For out of the north there cometh up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein. They shall remove, they shall depart, both man and beast. Verse 9 says, For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall set themselves in array against her. From thence she shall be taken. Their arrows shall be of a mighty expert man. None shall return in vain. The book of 3 Nephi will finish there. Chapter 20, verse 16. Then shall ye who are, are a remnant of the house of Jacob go forth among them, and ye shall be in the midst of them who shall be many, and ye shall be among them as a lion among the beasts of the forest, and as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he goeth through, both treadeth down and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. Thy hand shall be lifted up upon thine adversaries, and all thine enemies shall be cut off. So in conclusion, yes, the Lord has a team of avengers who work by faith. And it will be through control of nature and natural phenomena that the evil regimes, that the corrupt institutions of the earth, um, the very kingdom of the devil will be shaken.